Welcome everyone to episode 12 of Dead Letter Radio. I am your host as always, Taze, and this is the podcast featuring your words, your writing from poetry, short stories, letters, everything in between. I just give it a platform and a voice. This podcast is only possible because of all of you. Uh, First, I want to start off with this episode saying I'm hoping and wishing for the best for everyone who's in Texas right now, Um, or if you know people in Texas, or if you have family members, whatever the case may be. Uh, I know that a lot of people there obviously have been really hit really hard by the storm and the infrastructure, and it's been a terrible situation all around, so I'm hoping things are uh, getting better for those that are there, and that hopefully the worst is over, and things can get a little bit better. So my uh, wishes and prayers go out to all of you as well. Uh, Outside of that, I hope everyone is also just having a nice February so far, uh, as well as nice as you can, as the area I'm still in is still uh, in lockdown from a pandemic (laughs) going on. Um, But I hope, as always, that these episodes that you can, uh, where you can listen to your neighbor's words, their writing, people from all over, uh, their unique viewpoints and takes on life. Uh, through poetry or short stories or what have you, that it's a time for you to be comforted or maybe a time to reflect on things you've experienced or maybe not to feel so alone in your thoughts or your experiences. Um, Everyone is unique, but for the most part, I don't think there's too many situations that only uh, a singular person goes through. There's usually someone out there that also has gone through it, and so that could be a source of comfort for you. So that's enough rambling from, from me. As always, at the end of the episode, too, I will put in the description um, everyone's uh, piece that they contributed, and so you can go check them out if they made that information available. So to begin, we're going to start with a piece by Stella Lippa, and it is titled Time. With time, I am getting more and more invisible to others. With time, I am looking more and more inside for substance. With time, I am becoming more and more comfortable with silence. So thank you, Stella Lippa, for sending this piece in. Uh, We discussed a little bit about it, and what I really liked is time can be a really scary thing, obviously. Um, and a lot of times, time means change. Our bodies change, uh, the seasons change, our relationships with people change, and that can almost make us feel uh, distant from others and ourselves. Um, it can also uh, be a scary concept because the future can be very daunting. But I also I think what's nice about time, at least in my experience, is you get a bit older, you get more comfortable with yourself, you get more used to who you are and who, at least for the time, you're settling to be and kind of fitting into this mold. And it's nice. It's not, you know, worst, best case scenario, your anxieties kind of melt away a little bit more. And when you get to that point where you're, you're kind of happy who you are, it's comforting and then they get used to that sense of being alone i think that's the biggest thing to grow as a person in my eyes is to eventually become comfortable with being by yourself with yourself doesn't mean that you have to be alone but to get used to that and to be satisfied with that to a certain extent 
I think is very healthy. And sometimes it does take a little bit of time to learn that. But using that time to reflect and build on yourself as a person as well allows you to contribute more to others because now you are a solid foundation. So thank you, Stella. I really enjoyed this piece. The next one is by Brianna Grunstrom. It has no title. A tattered ship sails through the night as the sun melts into moon. The knocking of waves awakens sleeping thoughts of grief and sorrow. Tonight I refill the ocean once more with my own salty tears. So thank you, Brianna, for sharing this wonderful piece. And even though it is uh, very somber in its tone, um, night times for a lot of people is the hardest time when you have things in your mind, you're lying awake, and a lot of times that is when a lot of emotion can flood out, especially because you're just dwelling on those thoughts. And as you so aptly put it, it can feel like you're a broken, tattered ship, just lost at sea, not in control. The waves are determining your destiny, and you yourself keep refilling that ocean. But as always, there's another day and another morning, and hopefully it's a little better than the previous evening. So thank you, Brianna, for sharing. Following that piece, we have one by Laura Guarnacha, and it is titled, This Is Not Poetry. I can trace my eating disorder back to the dinner in 97, when my brother told the man his favorite subject was math. The man turned to me and asked if mine was lunch, and laughed. I wasn't allowed to leave the table. Not until my plate was empty. Even though I had enough, tears ran down my face. Is everyone watching me eat now? My mother assured me it was a joke, but I couldn't stop the tears falling onto my plate. I wasn't allowed to leave the table. Not until it was empty. I traced eating my sadness back to eating my sadness. And I see that girl sometimes in my mind, but I don't treat her with compassion because I wasn't raised that way. And if she doesn't have my love, then she truly is still alone. This isn't poetry. This isn't art. This is eternal screaming because she's stuck in time, unable to leave the table. And I don't know what to do, but to throw choppy words onto a page because I don't know what beauty is. Thank you, Laura, for sharing such a powerful piece. When I reached out to Laura and discussed it, um, this her writing uh, a bit uh, regarding this topic, I wanted I want my initial approach to them was that I haven't suffered from myself from an eating disorder, but I have known people that have mentioned going through something similar, or. Uh, something I've heard about and I really wanted this piece featured because if you're going through something like this or if you know someone that's going through something like this or if you had gone through something like this I wanted to reassure you that you're not alone that 
Others have gone through something like this. Others contend with it. Others have conquered it or vice versa. You know, you don't have to be alone on your journey. Um, and I just wanted to give kudos to Laura for sharing uh, their experience, uh, even though as painful as it may have been or still be. Um, it is a way that if we encourage one another, don't feel ashamed of our faults, but use it to uplift one another, uh, then hopefully we can, as a group, as a unit, uh, rise above our problems that seem to always weigh us down so much. Uh, so thank you, Laura, and uh, thank you for anyone who shares two personal pieces like this in terms of um, their struggles that some may consider unique struggles that maybe is not talked about too often. I do really appreciate it. This next one is by convention, excuse me, conventionality on Reddit, and it is titled Obituary Obitus. Our district observes a felled pillar. Last Friday, 6 January 2397, Clayton Black, favorably known as Chance, succumbed to natural cause. Chance was born from undisclosed foreign heritage on 1 November 2277. They were inducted with Washington's terminal immigrant class prior to partisanship and unabided by the extension mandate. Reared in the preparatory institute of the 45th sector, they engaged body language and pro-socialism curricula. A devoted presenter, Chance resided in hospice houses from ages 19 through 105, until hospice services were discontinued due to decreasing participation. Chance is survived by all, eight chosen children and their life-sharer, Ama, a palliative nurse who resided alongside Chance in the hospice halls. We will steadily consider Chance's contribution to our community as their mortality marks the end of lawful human deceasement. As of now, the whole citizenry of District 014 is enrolled in the Extension Program, and we mourn the passing of time with celebration of the Ani Mirabilis. So thank you, Conventionality, for sharing this piece, and I reached out to them discussing uh, the exact inspiration for it, because I actually found it super interesting when I first read it. I wanted a little bit more background information on why they went this direction, what was their exact meaning behind it, um, just to see what really made their mind tick while writing this. And so this is a quote for them, and it says, I went for an, an obituary for the last person to die. The universe of the poem is a futuristic society that has cured death and legally requires everyone to live. Chance is the last person not to be mandated to extend life. And this is our obituary. So I thought it was a really fun piece. Um, I'm a huge fan of sci-fi. And this one, even though being short and brief, it really brings a world to life in terms of when I, when I read it, I was really considering what is going on in this world and, you know, what's the foundation, what makes up, what's the day-to-day -day life, what's the background of chance and others for even further. And so I think that's one of the great things about writing, obviously, the world-building aspect of it. And this one really ticked the boxes for me in terms of being sci-fi, 
throwing a little uh, dystopian-sounding future into it a bit, and I really liked it. And the format, obviously, too, of being an obituary in a newspaper, per se, describing this person's life. I think that was a lot of fun. So thank you for sharing this. This next one will be testing my French a little bit, but it is a piece written by Jeek Casimir, and it is titled Tête d'une femme lison. I wept so violently, my right eye oozed down and migrated to my cheek. I frowned so often, my face shattered to pieces. A remembrance of the light, the girl that was before, in yellows and whites. Parts of me are smoke, my fire smothered out. The ashes of a girl, all grays and blacks. I sat utterly distorted, poetry on my lap. So thank you, Jake, for sharing this uh, piece. It's a wonderful one, which goes to say with all the pieces that, I, that are featured on this podcast that people provide are all wonderful. But I did like this one, too, because when I discussed it with them a little bit, um, they brought out, it was actually inspired by the painting by Picasso uh, under the same name, Tête d'une femme des And if you look at um, I'm just going to bring up a picture of it to myself, if you hear me clicking, it is a painting of a woman that's broken up, a little distorted, different shades and colors. And this is what they, uh, the writer Jeek, uh, brought out of them feeling one day when they felt a bit off of having that scattered, uh, shattered kind of feeling about their, um, their thought process, their emotions themselves. And so I thought it was a really fun, I guess might be not the right word for it, but interesting piece. Uh, those days where you can feel disjointed or um, disconnected from your own self, scatterbrained, but to an extreme sense uh, where you just don't feel like yourself, you don't feel whole. And those days, at least when I've experienced them, are the hardest ones to focus. Uh, you never quite feel right. Um, and it's almost sometimes it feels like you just have to wait for it to pass. But I think that you put it in words so well uh, of that utterly chaotic, uh, disjointed mess of a feeling. And you really gave it life in your words. So thank you for sharing that. This next one is by the Poetry 42 You can find them on Instagram. And it is titled, Getting Worse. I don't want to exist, just for a little while. Can I turn off life and come back to it when it's better? I'm sick of this meaningless existence where I feel nothing but empty every day. It's almost been a year. You should be over it. Yeah, well, I'm not. Time doesn't make it easier. It's not like I'm suddenly used to this. It hurts. And... It's getting worse. People bring meaning and value to my life. They give me energy. They are my reason for living. And they've all been taken away. No hugs. No smiles. No sleepovers. No duets. The only deep one-on-one conversations I get to have are on a screen. And yeah, that's better than nothing. But it's still not the same. 
The word Zoom makes me physically cringe. I hate it. I'm done. The people I need are so far away. I'm trying so desperately to hold on to them. To something. To anything. But I think they've given up holding on to me. I want to cease to exist just for a little while. Because this, this isn't living. So thank you, Poetry, for sharing this piece. And it is there's a reason why, surprise, this was the last piece of the episode, but that I wanted to include this one specifically. Um, and it was because, obviously, the majority of us, I imagine, are facing uh, circumstances changes due to the pandemic where we're not able to see our loved ones as much or at all. Zoom is our primary form of contact with people outside of our household or work if you're still going physically into work. And it can feel obviously extremely isolating. And it can feel draining, you know, even though it's been just about a year. It doesn't necessarily make it get easier. You know, for other, for some, it's made it get worse, like your piece I brought out. Because it could feel like you're running a marathon, and now you're just wondering, when will it be over? And we're still waiting for that finish line. And I've experienced it, I mean, in the sense that uh, I was fortunate enough to be able to work through most of the pandemic, but then circumstances changed, and uh, now I definitely have you know, more of that cooped up feeling, um, but also, you know, it does get, becomes a bummer overall of not being able to, uh, hang out with your friends all the time, see them all the time, your family, uh, you can only do things over Zoom, and I think it's also times like this make it even more imperative to reach out to those that you're thinking of, that are your friends. Uh, some of us are better than others at communicating, sometimes over phone calls or text or what have you, and there's nothing wrong with that if it's something you're not great at or not, but now it seems even more imperative to just send some your friends or those you think of that cross your mind, just send a message and say, hey, how's it going? I hope everything's well. Let me know if you need anything or if you need to talk, because that way at least no one would feel abandoned or alone, or forgotten, uh, just because they haven't seen you face-to-face. So thank you, The Poetry, for sharing this one. You know, I think you spoke, but it's on the majority of people's minds right now, at least in some capacity. Another reason, too, I, I liked sharing this, though, that I want to highlight is it was kind of fun to get introduced to this piece because on Instagram, a, another user actually reached out to me and said, hey, check out this poem by The Poetry. Uh, you should see if they want to be on your podcast, have their work featured on their podcast. And The Poetry was more uh, than welcoming and open to the idea, which was great and lovely. And that's how this piece was featured. So sometimes if you know someone who writes and you think that they would be interested in having some of their work on the podcast or you think it's something I should check out, you can definitely reach out to me. So that is... Uh, all the pieces for this episode, thank you so much for all the writers, once again, who continue to make this podcast possible. Um, you guys, as I say, always from the beginning to the end, you're the reason that this podcast exists. It's not possible without you. 
I am just here to give everyone a platform to do so. Uh, so thank you once again another week of wonderful pieces, different outlooks of life, different writing styles and creativity, which I really enjoy. And I hope that all those listening really enjoyed. And if you have a favorite one or one that you really liked that stuck with you or meant something to you, um, let me know. Or you can even look in the summary of the episode, and if that writer has some form of contact information there, like a social media uh, handle, um, you can reach out to them. But you can always reach out to me, and I can pass the word on to them. So if you want to reach out to me and let me know, you can follow me on uh, Twitter, and that's Dead Letter Ra- Dead Letter Radio. But on my Twitter handle is Dead Letter Cast C A S T. And you can message me and just tell me, like, hey, I really enjoyed so-and-so's piece. Can you let them know? And they, that, they, it would mean a lot to them. It would also mean a lot to me, uh, hearing that you guys really enjoyed it. And as always, if you enjoy the episodes, it helps out me a lot knowing um, how the podcast is progressing. I do this in my free time, and it's a hobby right now. Um, but the more feedback I can get, the more ways I can improve it, and hearing if you guys enjoy it definitely kind of helps uh, me keep being able to invest more energy and time into it, and I do enjoy it, um, but I'd love to hear what you guys think, so if you want to leave a review, you can go on, usually the easiest place is like iTunes or Apple Podcasts, and you can leave a review there, or you can follow on Spotify if you want to keep up with updates if you don't have Twitter or anything like that, and if you want to submit your piece, or as I said, reach out to someone or have someone submit their piece, Message me on Twitter, message me on Instagram at Dead Letter Radio. You can even find me on Reddit at Dead Letter Radio and just say, hey, you know, here's my piece. I want to be featured. And we can discuss that in a little bit further detail. But as always, this is Dead Letter Radio. I am your host, Taze, and I'm wishing you all safe travels.